Three, two, one, go. Uh, hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Um, just want to say hi to Kente because he's working so hard today. And I want to thank him for giving me this little space to come out of retirement and speak about something <laughs> with you guys. Um, and maybe you're not aware, but my name's Sandra, but also people know me as Ebony Empress. So you'll see on my little link that it, I have both names. Um, Ebony Empress, because for something like about seven years, I had my own blog talk radio show and my stuff is still up there on Ebony Empress, but I haven't done a show in a little while. So for the last few, few years, I've been quiet. And the reason why I've been quiet is because I've been studying. I have done a psychosocial science degree for three years, which I graduated from this year. And I've just started my master's. So my master's is in uh, managing consultancy and organizational change. So I, you know, that's my stuff in the work world. But um, Kente kind of invited me to come and have a conversation. And I'm excited to be with you guys. I'm in London. You may not recognize the accent much, but I'm in London. <laughs> and uh, in London, it's about 23.04 or 5. So it, it's kind of getting late here, but I'm not working until late tomorrow. So I'm happy to be sharing my hour with you. Okay. So welcome to everyone. I hope you're going to enjoy the conversation. Um, I want to say hi also to uh, Jay Karina. Um, sorry, remind me of your first name again. It's just Jen. Yeah, just got Jake. Jay. Jen? Yep, so I've got Jen, Jen online with me as well. And I know i got a guy called It My House who's going to maybe jump on Is that and him? have How a conversation. I, I see him coming. Yeah, hey. Um, and he's one of my old-time fans who still follows me from Blog Talk Radio. And we've had many conversations about relationships. So get involved please make some comments in the chat room which at the moment because i'm on an android i can't see but i'm going to trust other people on my panel to let me know if anybody shares anything that you guys need to know about is that okay All right. good everybody happy welcome guys um so what did i want to talk about tonight um i am focusing on a conversation on the over 40s and I wanted to say that over 40, being 40 is the start of your whole life, okay? Um, but over 40 sometimes have some issues with being single. And my question was, if you're over 40 and single, um, does that mean that you will never find a partner? <laughs> you're kind of destined to be single forever. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, is that it? Are you never going to find a partner because, God, we have so many issues over 40? I don't know. Or do we? Do we have any? Um, what's going on? That's the conversation tonight. And I did write a blog about a year ago, and I still think it's relevant. So I'm going to kind of read it, which gets us, may get us started with the conversation. So recently I saw a post on Facebook where the writer was lamenting the fact he'd not been in a relationship for several years. He asked his friends on the network to share the length of time they'd been single, and suddenly posts came in, left, right, and center, where people were saying, I've been single for six years, ten years, some even longer. I was a bit cynical about this post. I wanted to know if these periods of singleness were totally without any interaction from an opposite or single with the odd dalliance, you know, sometimes you're getting the odd bit of action, right? Um, my curiosity stemmed from wanting to know whether stories from my girlfriends are mirrored in the lives of other women and men. The question, however, still remains, and this, you know, this was written in 2017, is being single a growing trend for the over 40s? So there are some national statistics in the UK there were 26.7 million households, and of those, 28% consisted of one person. Now, these millions of homes were occupied by a single parent with one or more children. The lone parent is still regarded as a single adult. There were at least 3 million couples cohabiting 
and they are counted as single. The same-sex marriages are not included in these figures. We, but if we consider people who have never been married, divorced or widowed, the numbers of singles have risen above 50% since 1996. And this is a bit of a trend now. Singleness is becoming a trend. I'm just wondering, what's the plan? Do people over 40 have a plan to ever be in a relationship? Or is this single now and single forever? Mm. That's the conversation, guys. All right. Chime in. Feel free to chime in. <laughs> okay. You... I've got to keep myself alive. I'm keeping myself um... happy, guys. Uh, well, this what okay. I, this what I would say. A lot of people who are in the uh, forty years old, uh, a lot of times they've, a lot of them have been married. So, are, are, are we mm-hmm. talking about the ones who's never been married at, at forty, or we're we talking about the ones who, who are just single right now? Well, they could have been married in the past, oh, right? Okay. Um, but. If, even if they've been married before, they're single now. And right. the question is, if you were married before, mm-hmm. could you be married again? Because there's a lot of people who go on and get married again. You know, it's not that's it. Never, never ever again. But um, the trends suggest that people are not going there. Um, and they're remaining single. I'm just wondering why. Well, th- you know, there's a lot of men who... Um from a male perspective, um, I've never been married, so I'm just going by what I've heard from guys. Uh, there's the, the idea that they've been married and the divorce was really bad. And they're mm-hmm. just like, you know what? I don't, I'm never getting married again because, you know, maybe they were taken to the cleaners or just, it was just a bad experience. Maybe custody, you know, that's a big issue. Uh, not getting custody of the kids or not getting custody that you would, you know, prefer. Um, and, you know, so a lot of people who've been married before, they may opt not to, at least during that period of time because of a negative feel. But then also you get the, the guys who are, uh, from a man point of view, you get those guys who are internal, eternal bachelors who just are not going to settle down. They, they're just, you know, they're just that guy. Maybe, you know, maybe late in life, but no, um, I think as a man, you know, as a man, it's probably a little easier, I would think, to uh, to get married post 40. Um, I guess it depends on the, the case, but it seems like the statistics are in in men favor when it comes to that. So, um, you know, uh, me, I have I just haven't been married yet. And um, I'm just now open you to, plan to be. Yeah. So can tell you, yeah. You're I planning to be. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's lovely. I do. Okay. You have someone in mind? <laughs> <laughs> Just asking. Do you have anybody in mind right now? Who, me? Yeah, you. Oh, uh, I'm sure. I got a lot of people in mind. Uh... <laughs> a lot of people? Yeah, man. I got a list, man. I'm checking it twice. <laughs> <laughs> All the people on my list are naughty and not nice. Oh, okay. So let me go to a lady. Jan, what do you think about this question? <clears throat> All right. So first I have to say that my experience is a little bit different than Kinte's. I was married. Okay. Uh, I was married for, what, nine years? Um, and... <clears throat> then I was in a really long-term relationship for quite some time. We might as well have been married. Um, both of those people are gone now. They're, they've passed on. So yeah. as time has gone by, um, I have become more and more independent in my own sense of what can I do for myself and how can I manifest the kind of reality that I want. Um And to that end, it is much harder for me to see sharing my life with someone unless it's like really kind of the perfect of the perfect. And I I almost feel bad about saying that, but the experiences that I've had over my life so far have sort of made me a bit spoiled for what I really want. And some of that I think comes with maturing, but some of it I think comes from 
as you kind of adapt to what you've had in relationships past, you learn what you'd like for relationships going forward. And that pool sort of narrows down bit by bit. So it's harder to meet people that sort of fit all of the qualifications that you want. And <clears throat> all of a sudden being married doesn't feel as epically important as it once did. I, I don't know. I don't know whether it's just that I feel more self-empowered or whether society has sort of helped me to cope with things that once upon a time would have been things I couldn't do by myself. And so th maybe there's a little mixture of both. Maybe uh, society has removed a whole bunch of stigmas and I feel far more okay about it. And also personally, I feel like, uh, do I really need it? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough okay. one. This is a really tough one. Okay. So it's my house. Happy New Year. How you doing? Happy New Year. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Thank you, Jen, for being so I, I don't know, candid there. I, I like I like your conversation. I think it's interesting. There's lots I want to ask you, but let, let's go to it's my house. What what are we saying? Uh well I've been married before. Okay. And I, I'd like to do it again. Oh. When, when I meet the right person, and when we're both, and I could have met, I, I'm out here. <laughs> um, I, well, well, to answer your question, in my belief, there are plenty of opportunities. It's just you know, forty and plus. It's just based on an individual's mindset, in my opinion. There, okay. there's, for men and women, I believe there's an abundance of available people. You just have to know what you want, and then there's really no such thing, in my opinion, as perfect, as well as, you know, who you think you can work with. Okay. So, second question would be for me is, how long have you guys been single? Ooh. Define single. <laughs> so, single um, without a partner, single. I know you, you may be getting a little something on the side. I know that happens, right? Okay. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to allow you that bit. But single, i.e. not in a partnership or relationship or be seeing someone regularly and you know i know single has such a big a broad meaning for a lot of people nowadays right well, for so me no official girlfriend i would say probably probably about a decade 10 years 10 years wow that's mm. long yep and and kente how long um i guess it's been about uh Eight months, I guess. Okay. That's good. Okay, so long. No, no. Um, and Jen, how long? <laughs> I, I got you. I'll be. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm going on year 15. Woo! Yeah. Hey, OMG. That is long. That is long. Uh, you know, the funny uh, thing about saying that is actually, I, I thought I was actually going to feel a lot more shame about saying that, and I really don't. There's no shame. Kind of surprising. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, 15 years is a long time. Do you guys, I, I, apart from Kente, who's on a short, short lease, really, um, do you feel like that is so long being with yourself that it may be impossible to find someone now because you have been so much with just yourself um i i don't know i think for me i don't know the longer i stay single the harder it is to bring someone into my space and i just don't know i haven't done 15 years i am seeing someone at the moment but if you guys are doing 15 years or 10 years do you think it it, that makes it so much harder 
for you to find somebody. Well, it, it I don't does. Think so. it, oh, see? No, I've got two different opinions. <laughs> I, 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 I think for me, it does. But it does because as each year passes by, I sort of refine what it is that I'm looking for. And I, I, I'm not setting anybody to any or up on any kind of pedestal like, oh my gosh, you know, unless you meet this, this is, I can't do anything. It's, I, I just actually got the last of my kids out of high school and into young adulthood. So I am feeling now like, okay, this is a brand new sort of moment in my life, a pivot point. And I haven't even begun to think about what life is now going to be like without the experience of having kids around that need constant parenting. And mm -hmm. so that aspect of stuff uh, sort of frees up for me a little bit of that kind of thought process where, I don't know, I think in some ways it makes it harder because you do become more selfish about what it is that you want. I know I have a really hard time thinking about sharing a lot of the more private sections of my life just because I've just grown so accustomed to doing things one way. At the same time, I will say that the, the older that you get, the greater the need for companionship becomes. Ooh. And I, I don't say that like from a material standpoint, I mean, from an, from a emotional, spiritual, intellectual standpoint, there are things that you really do want to share as you get older and the longer that you're alone, the harder that is. So that's my take. Okay. It's my help. Hmm. You know, I don't have a list. I, yeah, I don't have a list. I don't have a list or anything. I, basically, my, my whole thing is, uh, um, I, now I agree with her 100% on the fact that the older you get, um, but I'm looking at it more of a, you, you know, on a, you need to, have some type of support system older you get, even if you think you don't need it. But I don't have a list. I just essentially go with the flow. I mean, if I wanted to be in a relationship right now, I could be, but I'm right now, I you know, I don't know which one to pick. Yeah, but you just said support system. What is? What do you mean by support system? Well, the older you, well, I, it, it's, what I'm looking at is like, uh, our parents' generation, mm -hmm. you know, they're older, they're in their 90s, 80s, 90s, what have you. And um, so I'm, I'm looking at some of them don't have a, I would call it a social network support system. And they didn't think about it years ago. So I'm looking at, you know, if you want to have a, you know, a, a, in my opinion, a balanced life and a healthy life, you know, because most people, if you particularly they're 20 or even 50, you know, what's your life going to be like at what kind of friends and what kind of support system are you going to have at 80 or 90? Most people don't think that far ahead. So mm. I'm looking at, you know, uh, what kind of moves am I making now? to just keep my social network growing because, you, you know, you might get sick. Um, I don't have any problems with being alone right now. I, I like my company, but some people can't. I mean, they, they can't handle being alone. Hmm. So, and that's thus, some people end up, you know, we all know somebody who's, they got out of one relationship yesterday and within about 30 days, they'll be in another one. And I'm talking about a live-in relationship. They just can't stand to be alone. So, um, but there's no one cookie cutter for everybody. But I'm, yeah, it's like, so I don't, the main thing with me uh, would be the love factor. I've come to, from conclusions in my life and observation, as Tina Turner would say, love really doesn't have anything to do with anything. 
it's truly a secondhand emotion. So, oh, I'm, I'm oh. totally right there with you. The oh. older that I get, the more I agree with that. I agree. Oh, oh, that's yeah, and, so harsh. And a lot of and a lot of men, in my opinion, a lot of Western men, West, they live in the Western world, in my opinion, they get caught up in this second or third hand emotion and they just I think more practical now. So if if I like the person and we like each other and we get along, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm good. But the love thing Okay, um, so let's just I don't explore the love thing. Let's explore the love thing. Because, you know, uh, if you're going to get to some together with someone over 40, does it need to be about love? Or what does love mean to over... Are you saying as we get older, we don't need love? We don't need... Or do we don't need that? Is that I what think saying? the right term, if we put it... All right, if we put this term on it, life partner operative word here is partner okay? okay so in a relationship be it met let's say and what's married but a relationship let's say for the lack of the for sake of this conversation a marriage relationship it's a business hi <laughs> okay so you want a good teammate you want a good partner through thick and thin? Are they going to have your back? You know, that type of thing. Um, so love, and, and love is such a subjective word, okay. you know. Uh, so you might love your kids unconditionally, but, you know, now when it comes to your life partner, your teammate, you know, it is love it's a secondhand emotion. Okay. Kente, uh, uh, are you agreeing with that? Okay, because I'm gonna. I think we're dividing here. I think it's gonna be division. No, no, I, 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 I do agree with it. I mean, I mean, uh, secondhand emotion, like yeah. really. Yeah, I mean, it's not about just love. It's about how the pieces fit, uh, what you bring to my life, what I, you know, it, it's it's more than just uh, I love you, baby. You know, uh, I mean, maybe I get that. I get so that. especially after forty. You know, because this is probably the this might be the person you're gonna die with, so uh, you want to definitely make sure that uh, that you know that person is the, the right one. So, and really, marriage is a is a business transaction too. So, you know, I mean, yeah. I wish you know what I wish it was totally about. Oh, love, I love you. You're so wonderful. Come here. Hey, hey, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's totally about that, but mm -hmm. I'm saying there has to be an ingredient in there um yeah I, i'm gonna see as a business that we're gonna connect and we we've got to make sure that you know we both know what we're doing we have somewhere to live and all the practicalities and da 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 and who's gonna bury who or whatever or where i get all of that the the ingredient the foundation for me for me would be the love or the intimacy as well because i think what else are we just like okay you fit. You fit what I need. This is what we need to do. Let's get together. And as no, what what is keeping this? What what what's the mixture that's keeping this together? I don't I don't get it. I'm sorry, See, guys. What friendship? What about friendship? Okay, See, friendship is good. Friendship is good, but I I don't know if I want to wake up to my friend every day necessarily. You know, I yeah. there's gonna be more than just friendship there. The the part For that's me, missing in this is chemistry. Right, there's got to be yeah. some kind of chemistry. Be some chemistry. And, what and the hell? Right, right. And and that's yeah. not that's not always love necessarily, but I, but I okay. do think that, but I do think this. I do think that it is entirely possible to grow into love as you are with someone. When you find yeah. someone who feels really compatible to to your life, even if you don't start out loving them. There is the opportunity for that to sort of happen as time goes by. If you, I don't think you can think about being single and being in a partnership as being simply transactional. I think that that would be a mistake. Yeah. Okay. However, that's cold. Right. However, <laughs> that's cold. I, but no, I no, I'm, I'm, I didn't say that though. By the way, 
I, I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just sort of stating, like clearing up in my own head how this kind of works for oh. me. But, but there is a point I think that to be made about understanding that there are transactional moments in this that are important to cover. Like it's really important before you head into a long-term committed relationship to know that there's chemistry there. There's, I think it's important in a long-term relationship to understand what sort of roles and responsibilities maybe are going to be or at least straighten some of them out a little bit yeah. not to yeah. sort of just like jump into something and then go okay well love will get us through and we'll iron everything out uh, to no. me the older that i get the more pie in the sky that feels that's how i got into my first marriage and agree. it didn't really work so well no i yeah, agree but, but you know what though um at certain you know it's supposed to be in sickness and health for better or for worse and the truth is most of the time it's really not it's it's uh i'm with you until the shit hits the fan then you know what i gotta be out of here <laughs> i need to find me a, a new uh a new person so i mean that stuff sounds good and in um, ideally like i always say that the person i want to marry is the person hey what's up Dre? uh the person i want to marry is like i don't know if you ever see that like someone who when their spouse dies they're just like really bent out of shape. They damn near want to jump on the casket as it's going down. Like, you know, they really love that person. They, you know, that real, that real deep love. You know, I don't, you don't want that love that's just like, well, you know what, he's gone. Oh, well, uh, you know. Next. <laughs> like, next. Next. Yeah, who's next, <laughs> right? I mean, at some point you got to move on, but dang, man, you know, I'm not even in the ground yet and you've already, uh, you know, moving on. Yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, ideally that's what you want. But the truth is, it, like I said, it's a it's a business transaction. Uh, hopefully, it has something to do with love too. Um, you know, uh, I I mean, post forty, um, is it? The, here's the question: Like post forty, I mean, is are you capable of loving? Yeah, it's, it's like that. And then, and then also, Jen said something about chemistry. Okay. Yeah. Can someone explain the difference between chemistry and just lust? Because if I lust for Ooh. somebody, and oh my gosh, she's so fine, she's this and that. Well, we will say that's some chemistry. So, hmm. so I want I want somebody to say the difference because I think a lot of people get that confused: chemistry and lust. So the, I'm gonna let like Jen on to that one. Yeah, to me the <laughs> the there. difference to me the difference is chemistry is something that is sustainable over a long period of time. You know when you have chemistry with someone because because you because you 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 have a sense from that person that there is a long term interest. It's not. It doesn't have to necessarily be uh, the. Uh, the romantic head over heels I'm in love with you it has to be a sustainable interest in the other person and you know I have to address something real quick because I feel like this is sort of overlooked and maybe uh, a giant issue that people don't address because they don't want to address it as you get older you be you you find yourself in periods of lower self-esteem you find yourself in in uh in in territory that you weren't in perhaps when you were in your 20s or in your 30s and as you go through those experiences it affects how you feel about other people so the the chemistry that you feel toward other people may not be that quick sharp sense of lust that you had when you were in your 20s and even in your 30s it's something a little bit different it's i mean i hate to say that it you know you know it when you see it or when you experience it but you do there's there's an experience about being around someone that makes you want to be around them more and it's not that you've fallen in love with them it's that you have a connection no you, Kinte, know, you said it well oh yeah thank you i like it when someone points out when i say it well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but, can't wait I, i'm actually <laughs> just on the show to feed kinte's ego I, I, don't see, know I, love jen, oh, really my I love jen man i'm keeping jen forever but uh <laughs> No, but uh, you, like like you said, though, yeah, you do start looking at yourself different, and sometimes you do go through moments of self doubt. I, I mean, I remember when I was twenty, and I get out of the shower and I walk in front of the uh, mirror, I'd be like, 
pose, you know, like now you try to run past the mirror <laughs> to put on your clothes. <laughs> so I, I definitely feel you on, on that. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, you're going through your body's changed now. I mean, it changes at 30 and then it starts changing at 40. And if, I'm, I imagine it changes at 50 as well. And as you keep adding some years to you, but, but, um, um, so then hey. you, you start changing. I mean, the, you know, the way that you see things. And then also one thing that I've, I, I've learned too, is, um, it's, this can happen too. I, I noticed there's two things that seem that happen for people that are over 40 that are really looking to settle down. Either they'll stay in relationships way too long, hoping that the longer they're in it, it'll work out because they feel like they've invested time and it's like I've invested this time and you know I'm I'm not getting any younger and hopefully this works out the thing that I liked them in the, in the beginning maybe you know maybe we'll switch back to it or the smart ones when they recognize the red flags and it's not working out they cut bait faster yeah later because they <laughs> they like I'm 40 something years old I can't be playing around like you know when I'm 20 yeah, I, can... I ain't got time for that yeah, you know what I'm saying <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, so Sorry, can, can I Sorry. can I ask you guys all like a quick question? Because I, I I'm actually really curious about this, and I'll tell you what my answer is too. What what is it that you think when you're over forty is the single most important attribute that a person has? Is it looks? Is it intellect? Is it spirituality? What is it? That's great. So who's gonna to go me, first? Me, I can tell you what mine is. Oh, go ahead. Okay, so I love intellect. I think intellect is probably the sexiest thing on a on my opposite. Um, intellect and uh, coupled with spirituality, I think. Um, I think if you are a well-rounded person, you have some. Sp- uh oh, I think we. Uh oh, we lost her. She frozen. Yeah, it uh, looks like it. Let's see. We'll have her step down and get back in. Okay, just come back in. Grab your retain, reclaim your spot. Um, okay, so I, I guess I'll go while while she's uh, coming back. Um, the thing that I look at is compatibility. I look at. I want someone I can be boring with. Uh oh. Uh-oh. I'm looking for someone that I want to be that I can be boring with. What I mean is when you're having a great time, you're going, you know, you're traveling to Paris or you're going there. I mean, of course, you're going to have fun. Right. But I want someone that I can just kick it at the house with and have a good time with them and to, you know, just really enjoy their company. And, you know, that's sometimes that's hard to find. Right. Um, someone that, you know, cause I don't, me personally, I don't do all, a lot of the crazy stuff I used to do. So, uh, I'm not in them streets like Jen is, Jen is still in the streets, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so, you know, I, have definitely, uh, slowed down. Uh, but, um, so I definitely want someone that I can be boring with someone that I can, um, just really enjoy their company. Uh, we don't have to agree on everything, but some things are very important. Uh, political is definitely important. Uh, religion is important, I, I would think, for a lot of people because, you know, if you're a Christian, you don't want to probably date a Satan worshiper. So, uh, you know, that's pretty different, right? Oh, I don't know. Everybody loves a project. <laughs> that's a big project. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big project. That would be that'd be something trying to bring a Satan worshiper home to the mom, meet mom. <laughs> My mother, man, she would she would uh, take some holy water and sprinkle it on on uh, old girl. So uh, you know, so those things are very very important. Just someone I want to just be with. Uh, kids, okay. So I'm I don't have any children, and um, you know one thing of dating women that have kids that I realized, and I'd be interested in uh, how you say your name, uh, Vaban. Yo, call, call me House. Oh, House. Okay, is yeah. when you date a woman who has children, it's very important to really understand the dynamic they have with the kids, because um, as you know, the person without children, 
um, because, you know, uh, discipline is very important to me. You know, I don't, you know, kids that are just running wild, you know, doing whatever, like that's a red flag. You want to stay away from that. Um, when the, when the son and the mother has like one of them weird kind of relationships, you know, um, you know what I'm talking about? That's kind of weird too. You, those things that you want to, um, watch out for as well. So, uh, you know, it's really how they relate to each other with obviously what the baby daddy situation is, is very important as well. You want to know, you want to know about what all of that kind of stuff, you know? So, but it can, it definitely can be difficult, uh, if you don't really put a lot into those things. And then obviously you have to be really understanding because, you know, you don't want to date a woman where her kids don't come first. Right. And, you know, who don't, you know, who, who neglects their children. So that's a turn off as well. So, um, Mm-hmm. Well, you and I would never get along then, Kinte, sorry. <laughs> oh, right, because your kids. Yeah, yeah I, right. I just throw my kids out uh, into the yard and let them fend for themselves. You threw the, you threw the baby out with the bathwater, huh? That is a, <laughs> yeah. If, if I could, if, you know, if I would have understood that way ahead of time, I could have saved myself, you know, a long decade <laughs> of just unnecessary heartache. Yeah, it would have been great. Mm-hmm. So, House, what, what about you? Um, do you have children? No, no children. Um, mm-hmm. I've dated women with children, but mm-hmm. I don't have any. Mm-hmm. Um, like kids, you know, they come along, they come along. Um, I look at relationships now I, from like a global standpoint. Uh, even in the United States, there. This is one of the main reasons why I said what's love got to do with it. I look at relationship models. There are more relationship Sorry. models out here than Baskin Robbins has flavors of ice cream. <laughs> and I've, we probably have all heard of people that, I'll give you an example. A friend of mine, when she got married to her first husband, they got married kind of quick, like within, in less than a year they got married. I mean, from the time they got married. And and that I think what ninety days after they got married, he asked, "Well, she found out he's in the swinging." You know, I, I, that should have probably been bought up before they got married. So, I'm that's why I'm looking. I don't think there's no such thing as a perfect match. You know, you just have to see what's out here and see what kind of relationship model works best for you. Um. I'm, the main thing with me is in my next permanent relationship, if there is such a word, in reality, it's going to be based on a one sentence, actually two sentences. Uh, the first sentence is a mission statement that defines the relationship. I want a mission statement strong enough that we both agree on where the mission of that relationship, while we're together, is bigger than the individuals in the relationship. The second sentence will be a vision statement. What's that supposed to look like? Because my whole thing now is, what kind of legacy are you going to leave to the next generation or the next generation? So that that that's where I'm at. So if your if your vision state your mission statement is so strong that a booty call extramarital affairs will not rock it because the reason why you two are together is bigger than either one of you or whatever mishap, if you call it a mishap, or what people, you know, will do. Which is probably totally weird to most people, but... So so you're saying that... That's uh, how I look at it now. So you're saying that... um, uh, infidelity shouldn't um, end the relationship. Once again, there are more relationship models than Baskin Robbins. See, mo- we've been we've been mostly talking about it from a Western Christian point of view, which basically means you're supposed to marry one person and not have sex outside. That's that's just one flavor out of the 31 plus flavors of relationships that exist. Mm -hmm. 
there are different type of relationships out here. We're, I'm not saying not not everything's for everybody, but a lot of people need to realize what type of relationship do you want. It needs to be clearly defined, and what type of relationship does the other person want? And that means putting stuff out on the table that might be considered taboo when you first meet. Because people might, you know, well, they might not, you know, I really like this person. I really want them to like me. But if I tell them, you know, some of my secret fantasies or thoughts, you know, they might not like me. And that happens all the time. So I, I'd like to say, you know, define what kind of relationship that you model that you want. If you want the so-called westernized Christian relation, then what's that? Because Mormons are Christians. And even in that camp, uh, you have the reorganized uh, Church of Latter-day Saints. So you have some of them that are old school that believe in polygamy, and they're called Christians. And you have others that is called Christian Christians in the Mormon religion, and they believe in one man, one woman, and that's it. And there's all different type of models in between. So I think people need to define on, don't go into a marriage assuming but most people go into a they don't know what kind of a model of a relationship. They don't know what it looks like. They assume what's in their head is in the same thing in the other person's head until they get married. And then they, they find out, you know what? There are two different lifestyles here that are conflicting. Do you, do you guys think that being over 40 makes you more open to thinking about relationships differently? Or do you think it makes you more closed to thinking about relationships differently? For me, it's open. Mm. So you didn't feel the same way when you were in your 20s? Oh, no. When I was... <laughs> well, I'm 61 right now. Okay. So in my 20s, I, I had, in my opinion a totally unrealistic view. I mean, looking back on it now, a totally unrealistic view of marriage based on the Western paradigm of marriage because people are people. I mean, you have people that get married, I mean, in the pulpit, they get, and they say one thing and they live another way. Yeah, I hate that. I mean, I, I would rather know who I'm dealing with. I put it out on it. That's what I'm saying. A lot of things that people, you know, they, they, they're they afraid that if they if, if they bring it out, like within the first one to three times that you meet, like on dates or whatever you want to call it, you know, it, it might be considered taboo. And, they you know, they really like the person, but they're afraid if they, they bring this up about a particular style of uh, lifestyle that they like or are into, you know, and then they just let it go on. They don't say, they don't say anything. And then they get into the relationship. It's going to come out eventually, you know? Um, and like I said, there's so many different type of relationships that are models that you can get into. So I, you know what, what it, that's why I'm th I think friendship is the most important foundation that you can start any relationship on, you know, it, your ex-boyfriends, ex-husbands, secret fantasies, put it out on the, t let's see what's there and go from there. Oh man, I'm in big trouble, Kente. <laughs> Hilarious. I gotta be throwing out all of those. Whew, you know me. Yeah. I'm, I'm in big well, trouble. It's gonna be a long conversation. By the time we get to the next date, we won't even be done with all of my different you know, fantasy crushes. Shoot. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know, some guys have this attitude is I marry a woman and she's like my wife, the person I make babies with and live that, you know, that uh, picket fence thing. But my real passion, though, is that side woman. That's the one I'm hanging from the chandelier. That's the one with the handcuffs. That's the one with the whips and chains and stuff. But uh, I don't do that with my wife because that's the the woman that kisses my babies at night. Have you ever heard that mentality? Yeah, that's Madonna yep. horror. That's the Madonna horror complex. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it is. I mean, it's good if you get it. <laughs> if you can get it. <laughs> no, it's not good. Why? 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 See, 
<clears throat> why do you have to be so fake about what that is? If you can't find somebody who has some kind of compatibility with you on that score, then then what's the point? What are you doing? Why would you want to live a lie that way? I, I mean, personally, I don't understand that. No, I mean, no, no. I, I was kidding too, by the way. But no, I um, no. But the, I guess the reason why they do it is they want their cake and eat it too. You know, so. Well, you know, let, let me chime in on that real quick, man. It, here's where I'm at. This is how open-minded I am today as opposed to the way I was when I was 20. I Realistically, I can't speak for anybody else, but realistically, I can't fill the need, every need that woman has. It's, I'm just human. It's not going to happen. She's stupid if I, she thinks I can do it, and I'm more stupid if I think I can do it. So like I said, that's why my next permanent relationship will be based on a one-sentence mission statement because essentially, if you got some kind of need that needs to be, need or want, that needs to be filled, go out and do your thing. I'm sticking to the basic mission plan of what kind of legacy are we going to leave for the next generation. I'm thinking 200, 300 years out. Mm. That's why I'm at with it. But see, what I just said might totally sound, I mean, most people can't handle that. I, now, for me, I don't need all these other women. Okay? Because I don't want to hear a whole bunch of set of problems. I don't want to be dealing with a whole lot of in-laws. One woman is enough for me. However, if she's got some kind of need or want or itch to scratch, do your thing. But business is business. Let's just be compatible and stick with the one sentence mission statement so we can generate some generational wealth and leave a huge legacy for generations to come. Hey, that's that's really evolved. I guess I ain't there yet. Uh, I don't like community coochie. No, I didn't say I was going to sleep with her now. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm so wait, wait, I'm wait a minute, you. wait a minute, wait a minute. That that begs the question. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, so are are we saying that that being single over forty, that sex is not somehow a part of this equation? Oh, no. I, I mean, are, it can are, are be. Once again, that? it's based on it's based on your relate. All right, with me now. It's based on your relationship model. For most people, you can equate sex, but I think we we all know people that I, I've known people that have been married five plus years and, and they don't have sex. Uh, see, that doesn't that I don't know I, I don't know why, but that to me would not be a really oh, wow. good relationship. And yeah, for yeah. your and for the type of relationship model that you <laughs> like to be in, it won't work. But that's you. True enough. That's true enough. You're right. Wow. Mm. A sexless. I wasn't this way. I wasn't this way forty years ago. Oh, I'm yeah, this way now. Okay. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, I guess so, huh? When you maybe when you get older, you know, it's it's not a uh, for some people. It's not as. Uh, well, here's the thing. I realize none of us own. We don't own anybody. If you're a parent. You don't own your kids, all right? Thank if God. you're in a relationship with somebody, married or whatever you want to call it, with a license or whatever you want to call it, you don't own them. All it is, it's your turn in this time and space in the universe to be with that person, and that's it. And it's going to be temporary, no matter how cut, how, how far you fall in love or not in love or whatever, it's going to be temporary. Yeah, so it's could- just your turn. That's it. You don't own them. Yeah, but commitment to a partnership, in my mind, means something more. And the the older that I get, the more the more defined this becomes. Commitment is not something that you should just throw away lightly. Commitment is something that you give to people when you really mean it. And so if – and I guess, I mean, in some ways you're right. You have to define where the commitment falls on all sides of – the spectrum in terms of what your, you know, responsibility, what you think your responsibilities are to each other. But it seems to me that, that, that 
if you say that there is no commitment between two people, then why have the partnership at all? No, you can have a commitment. I'm just saying that commitments, because we're human. It's temporary. We're going to die eventually. Well, that's true. So when you die, the commitment stops. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's why I'm all into a mission, a one-sentence mission statement, because, you know, whatever we're building, it keeps on going with the legacy. Okay. But our physical <laughs> cells, it, it's, it's going to be temporary. And then here's another thing. It, people are human. I think a lot of humans just put too much faith in other humans. It, it, commit, yeah, I love commitment, too. But if a person does something human, and we all do something human, okay, how strong is your commitment going to be? Can you can you hang in? And for some people, you know, it, if a fly farted, commitment's over with. For other people, you can have extramarital affairs with extra babies and all this, and the people are still together. So it, once again, everybody's got a different temperament based on whatever situation they're into. Yeah. But if you're, can I ask a question? If you're over 40, okay, I, should you have not got to a stage where you've got rid of all that stuff of like, you know, I need to go make other babies, I need to be playing around? I, is this not a part of your life where you're a little bit more serious about what commitment means than in your former years? When you were playing the game, I I don't know. Is is it? All right, depends on it's a better stage quick, of life. De- all right, depends on. The, I'll give for examples from my life. And then we got when I was in my forties. When I was in my forties, I met other women in there. One particular woman, she was in her forties too, but she had gotten pregnant and got involved in a relationship at nineteen and had like two, three kids behind that. Whereas when I was 19 and 20, I was in college having a blast being single. So when we met, she was trying to do the things I already did at 19 and 20. And I was trying to settle down. So it all depends on where people are in their life. And that's particularly after 40, because I know a whole bunch of war stories that the, the June Cleaver conservative woman you know, she was that way for 30 years, raised her family, raised three daughters, helped her husband climb the corporate ladder. But then when she was in her 40s, she know what? She wanted to do her. She wanted to help herself for a change. And that okay. she she went totally off the chain. So, okay. so in our last four minutes, we've got four minutes. No, 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 we have to close out because so I can go because the other one starts at the top hour. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, no, that's all right. And I, I fell off, so I just want to apologize to people. Mm-hmm. We had a little bit of a power failure here. But um, I just want to thank everybody for coming on tonight. Thank you to uh, Jen. And to it's, I call him It's My House, although it's got bourbon on there, but that's his, his uh, AKA. And thank you to all my listeners and everybody in the virtual world who's hanging out or listening or going to listen to the recording. Thank you very much. Um, do you guys want to say anything finally? Or I know we've got to close out, but do you want a two-second uh, goodbye, Jen? Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a really great conversation. It was. Uh, thank you for coming on. You bet. It's amazing to connect. And it's my house. Anything fine? Do it again. You, you know how much I love your show, so we like to have you on weekly if possible. Oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, you put it out there. Um, yeah, we'll see what we can do. Thank you. And thank you, Kente, for your time, and thank you for everybody on the Indie uh, Network, Indie Radio. Thank you, and I'll see you guys again. Good night. Thank you so right. much. You guys are awesome. All right, so we're going over to uh, Pat's room, and let's see you there. 